Yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome to the end of the 2022, 2023, 2024 New York Jets season. Guys, girls, we have made it through hell. We are officially on the other side of honestly what has been an an absolute roller coaster, but not in the sense of it was it was King the Ka. I mean, if you're if you're if you're from the you know New York, New Jersey, tri-state area, you know you wait on a four-hour line, you get all your hyped up about what this ride's gonna be, the tallest, best ride ever. That was the New York Jets during the off season. We're so happy, we're online, we're waiting patiently. We finally get there. We start the ride. It malfunctions, right? It gets all the way to the top. Malfunctions, doesn't make it through. It makes it back, right? Comes all the way back down. And then we finally just go through real quick. And that's the whole season, right? That's what happened this year, man. It was awful. From, from the fourth play when Aaron Rodgers went down right in front of my face to where we are right now on January 11th, Thursday. It's been absolute awful. But somehow, some way, Greg, even though the Jets did everything possibly wrong from the second they were eliminated from the playoffs until now, somehow, some way, we're giving it a, a positive spin, or at least I can find some a, a positive, uh, a wink of positivity here as Bill Belichick today did announce his departure, I guess, from New England. I don't like that it was all smiley faces. I wanted it to be a press, like a, a presser, and then a couple of days later he talks about it. It was too many happy faces when a coach gets fired and a GM yeah. gets fired. That, that's number one. I did not like that part. But some stupid, stupid again highlighted stupid piece of me is it maybe a little happy that Belichick didn't beat us sixteen times in a row and then just go out into the sunsets with all smiles on his face? Like there is that again. It's not logical. Sure. But there is that little piece of me, Greg, that is happy because I have to cling to something. Like right now, the Jets are the tenth pick. The te- the Jets are the tenth worst team in the NFL. What are we talking about? The Jets are a top three worst team in the NFL this year. I have no idea how we managed to pick tenth. But again, that's the Jets' purgatory. That's the Jets' hell. There are some weird, like butterfly effects, and I, and I want to get your take on it right here, real quick, because. It's easy to say, yes, if we just lost to Washington, we would have had a better pick. But, Greg, if we lose to Washington, now New England has a second pick. Yep. You know what I mean? That's a butterfly effect there. So I don't really know how I feel about that. I kind of would rather just take the L of myself and not have to deal with the franchise quarterback at number two for New England. Right? Then we talk about the Chargers and the Giants wins. I mean, the, the, the Giants win, which was terrible. Now they're one pick ahead of a, a one one game in the win column ahead of us, yet they're picking six, which is a very usual Jets spot, right? That's a very typical Jets pick six, and we're picking 10th, right? Just off that one game. The Chargers beat us, and they're sixth, and we're 10th, right? There's a couple of, you know, things that we can kind of think of a little bit later. We have Atlanta, who's picking, who has the same record as us, but they're picking ahead of us. Due to the tiebreaker, right? Strength of schedule, which is a little ridiculous, right? I, I mean, yeah, all these teams that we beat are picking ahead of us. It makes no sense. That one bothers me the most. Yeah. The Chargers had the win column, right? They have the extra, they have the extra loss and the extra win, but the, the Atlanta one bothers me, honestly. But yeah. I, I want to throw it up to you here because 
you know, even when I go to my family gatherings, uh, uh, you're pinpointed as the rational one. And I'm, you know, the, the, the crazy Jets fan who, you know, like Zach Wilson, right? That was a criticism I got, you know, over, you know, this was the Coptic Orthodox Christmas, January 7th. So I had another family gathering here. Like a lot of like, who cares what you think? You, you like, you thought Zach Wilson was going to be good. I still think Zach Wilson could be good. <laughs> I, I, I'm still standing on that. Like, I don't think that's a crazy take. The only crazy take I had this year, Greg, in my personal opinion, was the Jets could still make the playoffs after the Atlanta loss. That was the only crazy take I had because it was still mathematically, uh, uh, you know, possible, but in re- it wasn't possible in reality. But that's where, that was the only irrational, I think, you know, area that I was this whole year. Other than that, I feel like I've been really fair on the Jets, been pretty objective. But what's your take here? We know, we, I, we all know you're mad about the Jets winning any games after Atlanta, but what do you feel about this butterfly effect? What do you feel about the Bill Belichick, you know, leaving today? Does that even give you 1%, make you feel better 1% or am I being crazy there? And then we'll start getting into uh, this offseason here, especially like Keith Carter, the coaches, Aaron Rodgers. We'll get into all of it. Yeah, yeah. I think it makes you feel a little bit better that Bill Belichick left with a loss to the Jets and tying the most losses of all time via the loss to the Jets. I think that's a good, you know, makes you feel a little bit better about the season. It again reminds you how special the season would have been, should have been, was going to be because it should have been the Jets on the way to the playoffs, resting people, still beating the Patriots, still smothering the life out of Bill Belichick on his way out of the stadium with our backups because our offense is essentially our backups. You know, Brees Hall got the ball 40 times. Maybe if we were going to the playoffs, we wouldn't have given Brees Hall the ball so much. He would have rested. But still, I think we would have won that game. Um it bothers me more than anything in the world, Greg. We, that, that's the time we give Brees Hall 40 carries in the snow in a game that I'm dying to lose. Oh, when it doesn't like, matter. Oh, oh. I didn't give him the thousand yards because we can't add on the sideline. Oh, oh, God. I and then there's Robert Sala saying that. Like, why say that? Like, just be like, yeah, he did. Like, like he literally, like, we literally ran out of time. Like, we tried to get him to him. We ran out of time. <laughs> Like he he got the two point conversion. Like he did everything he could. We ran out of time. Why did you say the thing about the guy not being with the ad? Like our our, <laughs> our statisticians can't add. Like what are we doing as an organization? I don't, I don't can't get count it. to a thousand, Greg. We can't count to a thousand. We didn't. We, we're not doing like baseball slugging percentage on Tuesdays in the yeah, rain. We're not calculating. Go away. We're just counting to a thousand, boys. Here we go. One, two. Like what are we doing? So yeah, um, it's crazy stuff, you know. I think second grade we cover, first grade we cover addition, but it's tough for these statisticians, mathematicians that the Jets have to get it done. So, yeah, I think Bill Belichick leaving with a loss, I think that's funny. I think it sucks, in the, again, the way it happened, the, the season we had. It, it's disgusting. It, it wasn't really – doesn't feel like we beat the Patriots. It wasn't a meaningful game. It wasn't 23-20 we won our last second field goal. It wasn't – the Patriots weren't really the Patriots of old. The Jets definitely are just the Jets. So didn't feel as special as it probably could have been, should have been. But either way, like I said, time most most losses all time was awesome to see. As for the losses and the wins against, you know, other teams, all that is behind us now. I'm tired of talking about it. We have the tenth pick. Let's let's focus in on that. Yeah. Who we're getting, where we're going with it. You know, I think there's a lot of movement in this draft. I think there's a lot, you know. 
top three picks all need a quarterback, maybe. So there could be some movement from Chicago, you know, Washington is definitely, I think, locked into a quarterback. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see this offseason. Yeah, I, it is It is time to move on. But let me just say one last thing. It does hurt that I'm just not ever going to see the Jets beat Bill Belichick at home. I mean, it, it, Greg, that hurts, dude. Like, yeah. How many times have I gone to Jet Life Stadium, this crappy stadium with this crappy weather, every single year just to win this one stupid game, even in our four-win seasons, and we just can't do it. Now he's gone, and we're not going to do it. Like, some part of me, man, I am happy that we got this win, as mad as I am about the 10th pick. And let's jump into it, right? Really quick, uh, last, last, last thing here. You call me delusional. There's one part of me, too, Greg, that is a little happy that we didn't get this, you know, wild card spot in Miami. Because you know who the only idiot that would have paid thousands of dollars to go to Kansas City? And sit in minus 30 degree weather. You're looking at him, dude. You're looking at the idiot that would have been there. So there is minus I mean, 30 I degrees. We would have been alive in this game. I mean, if we were healthy, we were a wild card team. Even with Zach Wilson, if we were playing well, or Trevor Simeon, if we were playing well, I don't think the Chiefs are as scary as they used to be. Not, not even close. It, yeah. it would be a fun game for the Jets, but I'm telling you, I would have been there. So yeah. I'm not too mad, <laughs> to be honest with you, that we're not there out of completely selfish reasons. Yep. I would have been the moron in Kansas City freezing in minus 30 degree weather to see three points on the board, even if we made it there. So they had 17-3 halftime. So that's just, I'm just saying. All right, let's just jump real quick to next year's schedule. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers not going to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. We are going to Minnesota. Let me rephrase that. The Jets are playing Minnesota on the road. However, Minnesota has a London game, and mm-hmm. so does Jacksonville. That's two games where you can get Aaron Rodgers out there in what seems to be one of his last couple of years. I have this feeling, Greg, we're going to end up in London this year. I really do. If not, I, I, I want to go to one of those two games anyway, um, whether that's in U.S. Bank, in Jacksonville, or whether they're in London. I think I'm going to end up at uh, those games. I need U.S. Bank redemption, dude. I need U.S. Bank redemption after that Braxton Berrios. Like they announced dates for the London games yet, or no? They just announced the teams that are moving, the teams that are going. No, I think they just announced the teams. Yeah, okay. Um, I like I like this season. It was kind of like weird, but I feel like this season it was the first time where they did like three weeks in a row London games, just middle of the season. It was kind of a nice little wrinkle in the season. You know, well, because now they have now they have uh, Munich in there too. Yeah, so and they, 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 they did the Germany game like later. They took like a little break, and then there's like, oh yeah, there's a Germany game. Like I kind of like that. I kind of like like it also in October, you're, you know, five or six weeks into the season. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, we can just have nine thirty football every morning for a couple weeks. Yeah. So we got Tottenham Stadium for the Vikings. That's where I went uh, yep. for Jets Falcons, where Pitt scored his first touchdown against us, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then hasn't scored one since. It feels like, and then. Yeah. We have uh, Jacksonville at Wembley, and then we have the Bears going to Munich. All right, Aaron Rodgers, real quick. Two, three years, he says not, he's going to be with the Jets. Aaron Rodgers, real quick, not banned from ESPN. Not banned from ESPN. And yeah, honestly, former, dude, set the record straight. I also want to set the record straight, man. If you 
really are pretending to care about two grown men bickering at each other and making jokes at each other and really pretending to care and honestly trying to fake your outrage at me or upset at me for not being outraged at this. I just want you to close your eyes and think for one second. This has everything to do with you caring a lot about something that's not what you're talking about. You probably have a, a, pol- a politics discussion that you want to discuss with me, right? Whether that's Aaron Rodgers who leans one way, it seems like, and Jimmy Kimmel who might lean one way, it seems like. I, I don't care. I don't care about the jokes. I don't care to litigate it. I don't care about their politics. I care about Aaron Rodgers' Achilles. If you want yeah. to talk to me about Aaron Rodgers' Achilles, I will talk to you about that. For weeks, for months. I'm not a doctor. I will talk to you about it. I will talk to you about Jets practices. I'll talk to you about Nathaniel Hackett. I'll talk to you about Randall Cobb versus Xavier Gibson. I'll talk to you about the offensive line. I don't care about Aaron Rodgers talking about Jimmy Kimmel. I literally do not care. I don't care what he says about vaccines. I barely care what he says about the Packers. I only care about his Achilles and what he says about the New York Jets. And that kind of transitions into... I understand that the Jets are going to keep Joe Douglas because Aaron Rodgers was his guy, and then he got hurt four games in. We're going to keep Salah for the same exact reason. We're going to keep Hackett for the same exact reason. I just don't think that deference should be given for our offensive line coach and our QB coach who just came in. I, I don't understand it. We're the worst offense in 50 years. Garrett Wilson, tongue in cheek, saying that, you know, he's going on Barton on now every week uh, during the playoffs too. He's smiling, literally smiling ear to ear saying, yo, this offense will be different if Aaron Rodgers is here, like laughing at them. Like, yeah, it will be. Yep. <laughs> like, you're like, what about the offensive line? He's like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, it's just different when he's around. So I agree. But the criticism from pl- other players, former, current, about to be former in Beckton about Keith Carter, our offensive line coach, like, dude, so I'll, I'll give you two questions. I talked about Aaron Rodgers. So let me, let me, let me get your thoughts, uh, you know, on Aaron Rodgers, you know, if you have any there, but also what are your thoughts on Aaron, like on this team? Shout out to Alex Central, dude. Shout out to Alex Central from, uh, bad weather fans. The, the Jets are bowing to Aaron Rodgers. I don't mind it, but I'm, I want to, I'm kind of curious what you have to think about it, right? Cause Aaron Rodgers is my, one of my favorite quarterbacks to ever play. And he has a chance to be a quarterback from the New York Jets. I'll give him whatever you want, dude. I'll resign Randall Cobb. If you want, I just won't dress him. I really would if, if you want. Like, if, if this is really going to make you happy, I will re-sign Randall Cobb. But it comes down to the fact, like, if he's happy about Keith Carter, fine. But I'm kind of getting annoyed. Like, I'm kind of, like, the the rose-colored glasses for me are starting to clear up a little bit because I, I'm annoyed by this, man. I'm annoyed by everybody getting uh a mulligan because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Nobody's going to be held accountable because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. It's annoying. Like, what do you feel about all these coaches and stuff staying? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, dude, just when where there's smoke, there's fire. Everyone talks about how they hate this fucking guy, Keith Carter. <laughs> Everyone talks about it. And they're open to talk about it. And it's like poo-poo to talk bad about coaches. And it's poo-poo to talk about guys who are employed. Nobody cares. Everyone rips this guy. Current players, former players, they all hate this guy. Why? Just why keep him around? If you're you're investing literally hundreds of millions of dollars, if you're Woody Johnson into this team, and you can just pinpoint one thing, and you're like, oh, everyone that's around this guy hates this guy. Why don't we just 
get a guy who some people hate, some people tolerate, maybe people like, I don't know. Like, it's not like he's like amazing at his job. Our offensive line was the worst in the NFL this year. Worst offense in 50 years. Yeah, he stinks. So like, I, you know, I don't get it to your point. Yeah. The top guys, Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, Nathaniel Hackett are part of the reason Aaron Rodgers is here. Aaron Rodgers met with those guys. He got a feeling of those guys. He got a vibe of those guys. He said, okay, I'll come play for you guys. Keith Carter, he doesn't, you know, doesn't mean anything to him. He had zero impact on the decision to come play for the New York Dreads on who the offensive line coaches, who the quarterback coaches, who any of these other positional coaches are. If you start changing around Robert Sala and Joe Douglas and Nathaniel Hackett on Aaron Rodgers, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, well, what's going on? Like, yeah. I, I purchased a Mercedes and now I come in to pick it up and you're giving me, you know, a BMW. It's like, this isn't what I, this isn't mm-hmm. what I signed up for. Like, what are we doing? So I get that. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know, Jimmy Kimball, if you want me to come on that, I think it's the simplest thing in the world. I think it's just the natural pecking order of human beings and people around the world. I think we see lions hunt gazelles. I think we see, we see athlete stuff, nerds and drama geeks into lockers. Like it's just, natural things happening in the world. <laughs> and if you're getting upset by it or mad about it, just what happens. So, you know, it's high school being played out in front of our eyes on, on ESPN and Twitter. It's two grown men having a disagreement. I don't think it's a big deal, but again, it's not a big deal to me because I care about him being healthy on the field, throwing touchdowns. That's all I care about. I literally yeah. care about his Achilles more than anything, more than any <laughs> ligament ever, but also more than any Aaron Rodgers topic that you can give me for the next five months. The only yeah. thing I'm interested in is his Achilles. That's all I, I don't care about what he's doing in the off season. I already know he's coming back. He already announced it. I don't care. For hopefully multiple seasons. He said two to three years. So I believe yeah. him. He's 100% coming back this year. And then we'll talk about it next year. Uh, there's yeah. nothing else to discuss there. I don't care what he does in the offseason. I don't care who he talks to. I don't care where he's going as long as his Achilles is good. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's where I'm at with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, 100%. Hackett has to come back because of him. Cool. No problem. I'm, I'm with it. I'm on board. This Keith Carter thing, man. You also, you also made one comment, too, about someone saying that we're bowing to Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if I necessarily agree with the term bowing because I don't know what we're doing that I'll tell you what, what's, what, what are we, what are we bowing to him about? I'll tell you, we're, we're keeping okay. the, we saw, we signed Nathaniel Hackett for him and he led the worst offense in 50 years. Okay. We were keeping him because of him. We okay. signed Randall Cobb, uh, okay. horrible signing, uh, Honestly, stifled Xavier Gibson for a couple of weeks and didn't let him go to his full potential this year. We had but Alan see, Lazard. Like, when you when you say a sentence like that, I don't understand how yeah. how someone can say that because how do you not know Randall Cobb is standing by Xavier Gibson every snap of every practice, saying, "Young blood, this is what you got to do. You got to do it this way." Like Aaron Rodgers, yeah. you saw it all in hard knocks. I agree. I said, I agree Aaron Rodgers ain't gonna throw it to you if you're not doing it right. So do it yeah. right. I agree with that. I agree so, with that actually. I don't mind the mentorship. It's just obviously he was he was uh dressed a couple weeks early and Xavier Gibson wasn't, and then all of a sudden it changed where now Xavier Gibson's dressed every day, now not Cobb. So, you know, maybe it took a while, but it's an argument, in, in my opinion, uh, as to us bowing to him and getting his guys who aren't really productive on the field. I, I give that to you though. Randall Cobb off the field, productive. Nathaniel Hackett has to stay. Alan Lazard sucks. 
but at, at this point, from the second half of the season on, he didn't even start. He didn't even dress. So, I mean, how much of a detriment was it? I guess our salary cap, right? So that's us bowing to him, right? Like getting his guys and putting him in and them not playing, having Billy Turner in there and then being confused as to why Billy Turner can't play offensive line. You know, that was his guy, but I don't think there was another choice, right? So that's, I think, what, what the perception is where we're bowing to him, right? Like we, we are, we are physically not making these changes because of him. Like the reason why Alan Lazard is on this team is because of him. The reason why Nathaniel Hackett is on the team is because of him. Yeah, you know, I guess so. It doesn't bother me. I doesn't, I I'm okay know. with it. Like, like is <laughs> Alan Lazard on the team because we need to sign a wide receiver? Yeah, and, and Corey Davis retiring, uh, you know, right before the season started, may, turned him from a, a three to a two. And I did, yeah, that's true too. And I just pulled up the list of free agent wide receivers last season. Like everyone's like, oh, Alan Lazard. Like why do we pay him? We could have paid someone else. Who? Could have paid Jacoby Myers. I think he's a revelation in Las Vegas. I don't think anyone going to the season thought he was going to be as good as he's been. Okay. And he, he had, and he had the McDaniels thing. Like he was going right. to go with Josh McDaniels. Well, yeah. pro, you know, right. Something he knew. And Jimmy G. Right. Exactly. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. Juju Smith-Schuster, Adam Thielen, Robert Woods. Stop me Adam when you'd Thielen. rather have one of these guys over <laughs> Adam Thielen. Al Lazard. My boy. My boy, Adam Thielen, who's catching with Bryce Young. I have pretty decent season with Bryce Young. Come on. He's 33. <laughs> I, know, but he, he, I mean, he, he did good. Not to knock 33-year-olds. I mean, he's incredibly still on the field in the NFL. And catch a ball for Carolina. I don't know okay, how he's doing we're that. We're going to sign him for three years. He'll be 36 when he retires. <laughs> That's tough. Robert yeah. Woods, Odell, Darius Slayton. Like, like we, ha- we had to sign a wide receiver. These are the wide receivers available. It turns out, mm-hmm. even though Alan Lazard stinks, he might still be the best wide receiver on this whole list. Yeah, and let's not forget. I know I, I people, know, we forget. The, the reason why people get mad about Alan Lazard is because they had no idea who Alan Lazard was before he got signed. Everyone thought we were getting DeAndre Hopkins or DeAndre yeah. uh, Devonta Adams Jr., a Walmart version of Devonta Adams. Alan Lazard, I've said it a hundred times on the show. I've had him in fantasy football. He's injury prone and he doesn't get a lot of like yards and touchdowns. Like he's had, I think six touchdowns is the most he's had in a season. Not even that, Greg. For, I, I agree with your first part, but forget the fantasy points and production. If you don't know that Alan Lazard was put on the practice squad, cut, Multiple times, one while with Green Bay, and then Aaron Rodgers himself had to get him out of purgatory and get him on the squad. Like that's a known fact. Like, those are things that happen. This isn't. Yeah, if you don't know, Michael Penix Jr.'s <laughs> tore both his ACLs and he's really not that good. And you're talking about how we should take him with the tenth overall pick. I don't want to even engage in the conversation with you. Yeah, I was getting I was getting texts today about the Nixon trade for Chris Paul, dude. The guy who <laughs> guy who has a broken hand. So I, I feel you. It's yeah. it's tough out here, but that's the reason why we're here right now. Um, to, to kind of discuss these little intricacies to try to figure out really what's going on. And you talked about the wide receivers last year. Let's talk about the wide receivers real quick for next year that are available what? in the un, in the unrestricted free agent. There's a couple that really jump right at me. Sure. And not Braxton Berrios and not McCole Hardman. And shout out to McCole Hardman. That was another Aaron Rodgers signing, right? Yep. Who ended up getting hurt in Kansas City. So we have those two and we have Randall Cobb, right? Just a little, little jokes there. But in reality, we have Calvin Ridley, who could, be, who could be a cheap contract, depending on what he's looking for. There's Mike Evans. There's Tyler Boyd. 
There's T. Higgins. I think oh, there's Michael Pittman Jr. I think those round out the heavy hitters for me. Those five. Kendrick Bourne? No. Yeah, I think those five, Curtis Samuels, no. Those five end up being the the head of the of the wide receiver free agent. So really quick here. I mean, we're gonna have a lot of time to talk about this, but while we're on the topic, it's Lazard, it's Gibson, it's Garrett Wilson, G five, officially unlocked. Are you trying to address the wide receivers in the draft? Keep in mind, you have a first and a third, no second here. Or are you looking for free agency? Free agency. Or is it trade? Trading for Devonta Adams. Okay, you're set on that. Third this year, third next year. Let's get it done. Okay. Damn, if that's the case, then we're not going to draft. We're going to have the first pick and then the fourth pick, the fourth round. That's tough. Okay, so... Yeah. That brings up something interesting from my perspective. I agree. Trade for Devontae Adams and or pick up a couple wide receivers with big time names. But again, our salary cap is pretty, it's pretty slim, man. It's not, it's not as big as, as, as we think it is. We're going to do some restructuring. Aaron Rodgers is going to have to change up his contract again for us, which I think he's going to happily do because this yep. year he knows he stole all the money from us. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. Man, I'm wondering if, if if Nabbers is there at ten, are you are you thinking about it? No, I'm thinking offensive lineman, offensive lineman, offensive offensive lineman. Okay, so we can transition to that real quick. Connor Rogers, one of my I'll just come on and say Connor Rogers is my favorite Jet person affiliate. There is it goes mm-hmm. Connor Rogers one, and there's really not a close second for me. I I subscribe to everything he does. I'm on his Patreon. I read everything he does. I watch everything he does for NBC. I watch everything he does for SNY. I love his draft coverage. I like. I swear by his big boards and stuff. I I love Connor Rogers when it comes to this stuff. Okay, big Jets fan, Long Island boy. Like he's he's just he's just he's just like a different version of me, right? <laughs> a different world in my in, from my perspective. He has the Oregon State. Offensive tackle as the guy falling to us at ten and taking him. I guess that's the move. I won't. I won't cry about it. It sucks that this is the position we're in. Let me. And and you don't want a wide receiver, but under any circumstances, that's why I wanted to kind of question that from you. Are you trading up in this draft and sacrificing future draft picks? To move up for that offensive lineman, which sucks because we could have gotten him if we just lost a couple games. Instead of losing out on your guy this year and maybe losing draft picks this year to trade for Devon. I, I need to keep my draft picks this year. I'd rather trade the future away. The only thing is I'm recognizing it's kind of Nixian. New York Nixian where we're sacrificing the future for not really stars here, but out of desperation. Like we have a window now. We're sacrificing the future. So I get like that it looks bad, but sometimes it works. I mean, look at Miami, look at LA. Like I'll sacrifice anything for that one chip. I'll sacrifice, you know what I mean? So yeah. what are your, what are your thoughts? I, I think don't trade, don't trade up. Cause if you're trading up, you're trade. I think you're trading to go from 10th to 7th, 10th to 6th. Like you have to give up a good amount of capital. Um, and I just, I think just take whoever. I think there's three, maybe four good tackles here. Take one of the guys. We need young. 
just decent players. Like we just need healthy bodies. Like Joe Pittman or Joe Pittman. Um, who was the center that we drafted last year? Joe Titman. <laughs> yeah, he was great. Like he was great this season. Yeah, like, he was. Like we we need we need we need three more Joe Titmans. Like we need Joe Titmans around. We need Max Mitchells around. I know he's been hurt. I know we he hasn't been back. great. But his first year, first year, second year, like he was good. Like we need those young guys who can play in the system and can get the job done and stay healthy. We need AVT. It sounds like to pick a position and stick with the position because they're saying moving him around so much is maybe what's causing these injuries. I think they're kind of fluky injuries. That, dude, they're freak injuries, bro. Yeah. And Achilles and triceps is insane, dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't care where you're standing. Those two, those are like the craziest injuries you can yeah. have. But Kai Beckton played, I don't know if he, did he play every game this season or he played 16 to 17 weeks? Like, I mean, he you know, tweeted he, how proud of himself he was. Yeah, like played. if he can come back like on a decent contract, like he's not getting a no. huge contract from anyone. I no. like that. I mean, I, I, I could see that. But he's not taking a discount, dude, because this is this is going to be his only contract. Who's going to pay him? I don't who's know. Who's going to pay him? I don't know what what is a what does a top offensive tackle make? He's first of all, he's not a top offensive tackle. He's a medium offensive tackle at best. I mean, I, I don't know, but I know that he's too expensive on the franchise tag. Well, yeah, because your franchise tag, you're paying him as, a, as if he's top five. He's not top five. So for left tackles right now, I'm looking on uh, looking on Spotrack. I, I mean, yeah, how funny would it be if uh, Dwayne Brown comes back? But yeah, I mean, you're right. Five million, maybe Beckton could take that one-year deal for five mil. That would be reasonable. I agree, but at that point, Talking about Aaron's guys and bowing to Aaron, I honestly see them trading for Bakhtiari instead over over getting Beckton, even though that's a crazy, stupid deal. Like so that, stupid. that's the stuff I'm scared of, dude. You know what I mean? That's the yeah. stuff we're kind of bowing down. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, Beckton is Aaron Rodgers' friend. Let's sign him back. No, no. You know what I mean? Or yeah. oh, Bakhtiari is Aaron Rodgers' friend. Let's trade, you know, a second round pick next year for him. No. Because Jets suck at drafting second round picks, like dude. Oh my god, Greg. Oh my god, you're telling like I I don't know. Greg, who's Greg I have to read. No, no, Greg, I have to read. I have this. Is this triggered something for me? People, I was watching a vet. You know, someone that Jets Twitter really likes. You know, talking a lot about how he's happy the Jets won because the Jets suck at drafting six. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. What the hell does that mean, dude? What does that mean? That makes me want to literally rip my shirt off. It's someone who like, doesn't have a brain. They have no brain. <laughs> like, I, 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 that, that just triggered that for me because, man, if the Jets were a six pick right now, all of our problems would be solved. We'd get Fashan or Alt. They would 100% fall to us. And we'd be good to go. Dude, I'm not, I'm not putting it out of the realm of possibilities that Joe Alt or someone Let's else fall anyway. to us at 10. Okay. I'm not putting out the possibility that we trade off for him, but dude, look at, look at five through nine. Look at five through nine. Chargers, Giants, Titans, Falcons, Bears. Those. I really do think, I really do think the only pick right now in the top 10 that's like a hundred percent locked in. Like if you could put some money on it, I would just sprinkle a little bit. Brock Bowers to the Chargers. It's the only pick I think is like good. 
Why? Talk to me about that real quick. I, I just, think they, need, I just think they need offensive weapons. I think they've been trying to get a, a tight end for two or three Gerald years. Everett. What's up? Gerald Everett is like their, top, their leading wide receiver outside Keenan Allen. That's what I'm saying. And it's Gerald Everett. Like, if you can get Brock Bowers, you can get Sam Laporta type. If you get a top five tight end in the league with Justin Herbert, I think you're looking at a good spot. Plus, he blocks. So now you're looking at a guy that can help a little bit in pass protection. Get down the field. He could be your number two receiver because all the receivers get hurt all the time. You have Keenan Allen for a couple more years, maybe, but you know Johnson hasn't really panned out in his first year. I don't know. I just think it gives him a weapon. I think I think it just makes too much sense. You get the pass protection of a tight end who can who can pass protect. You get an offensive weapon that's could be the best offensive weapon in this draft. I mean, Martin Harrison Jr. is very good, but. If we're looking at the end of next season saying, oh, wow, Brock Powers is the offensive rookie of the year. I don't think that's the craziest thing in the world. I mean, it would be crazy because Sam Laporta had the best uh, tight end offensive rookie season ever, ever, ever in history, ever. And he's not even mentioned as even a remote possibility for rookie of the year. Yeah. It's CJ Stroud. It's uh, Puka Nakua, who also had the best rookie wide receiver. Yeah, sure. Ever. I forgot about the quarterbacks. Yeah, there's so many quarterbacks that are going to go. Chances are Caleb Williams or one of these guys are going to win it. Actually, I want to, you know, mention this real quick. Uh, Chargers do have their starting left tackle already in Slater from Northwestern. Remember that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the other thing. I think they have a pretty good offensive line. Yeah. But do you think? Do you think that people are now scared of drafting tight ends early because of Kyle Pitts? Kyle Pitts was no. the best tight end ever in college. Was no. he though? Yeah, he was a freak, dude. He was the next Vernon Davis. He was doing everything Vernon Davis was doing. He has three touchdowns and his contract's about to be up. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's been bad, dude. I'm just wondering if people would rather wait a little bit for a Trey McBride, wait a little bit for Sam Laporta. You know, Did Sam Laporta I'm going to go in the first round this year. First, but late. Yeah. No, nah, I don't think so. Five. I think Brock Bowers is better than all these guys. I think Brock Bowers is. I love Brock Bowers. He's a little short. I love Brock Bowers, though. All right. Moving on a little bit here. But that's the only thing. There's just to, to your point, real quick, you're saying look at the five through 10 picks. I really do think the only one that's pretty much, I feel like, locked in that just makes too much sense is Brock Bowers to the Chargers. I would love if Bowers goes. Uh, okay. Speaking as a Jets fan, the things we want to happen in the top nine. Is we want at least three quarterbacks. New England not to get traded, not to trade up. New England to stay put, but they're gonna end up with Marvin Harrison, dude. Maybe. Jaden Daniels. That's well. That's part of the three quarterbacks. So we need we need Caleb May and Daniels to go in the top nine, at least. If Penix gets in there, I mean, good luck to that franchise. But also, that'd be fantastic. That'd be I don't amazing. Think it's just not gonna be. happen. Yeah, those those three. So that's that leaves six more picks, right? And we have two offensive linemen that need to make it. Yep. Right, so we really need to get five picks in there that are not <laughs> offensive linemen in right. order Brock, to make ba- it. Brock Bowers, Marvin Harrison Jr. too. We got Nab- Nabbers is three. Yep, and then you're looking at Odunze. You, you think Odunze gets in there? He could. He could. He could get not a, in we're, there. We're also only talking offense. You could get a defensive guy or two. But who? I've been I've been searching for the defensive guy. Who? I don't know. Who? You like you like the guy out of UCLA that I can't pronounce. Yeah, Tula, like Jared Verse, but they're both defensive ends. I think they should go top fifteen. There was a guy in Bama that was pretty good, but he's not Ooh. like Will Anderson Jr. Yeah, Turner. Yeah. I think he was. Yeah, I was yes, seeing yes, his yes. name in the Rose Bowl and yeah. stuff. He's good. We're, 
I guess I guess the worst case scenario here is the Jets will get that offensive tackle from Oregon State, which I'll look more into. Oregon State was good uh, this year yeah. for what they are. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll you know I'll look into that a little bit. But right now we're hoping for quarterbacks. We're hoping for three quarterbacks. We're hoping for three wide receivers, and we're hoping for Brock Bowers. If those things happen, <laughs> as long as the next two picks literally are not. Joe Altfashano, we're gonna get one of them, right? Like that's six, right? So it's it's tough. Yeah, it's what's tough. good for us a little bit. I mean, it's it's tough. I, uh, the only thing that scares me is like the Bears at nine. I could see them Straight trading down. back if they pick Caleb Williams one to recoup some draft capital. I could also see them taking a tackle to protect Caleb Williams. That's what I'm saying. I honestly think, Greg, that Tennessee at seven is going to be the team willing to trade down. That's going to be the team that the Jets can call from 10 and say, hey, new regime, you want draft picks? We need the seventh pick. We are scared that eight and nine are going to kill us for the two tackles. And we've been there last year. Don't forget, just last year, Greg, I don't care what propaganda you watch. Yep. The Jets got screwed with Broderick Jones being traded out by New England, the pick before us. I don't think they're going to let that happen again. Yep. I don't think they're going to trade up for offensive tackles. That's my prediction on January 11th. The Jets are going to trade up from the 10th to the 7th to pick up an offensive tackle. And we're going to lose draft capital next year, and it's too bad. Too bad, so sad. It's about Aaron Rodgers. Yep. I think that, that that's that's what it is. All right. Last couple things here. Greg, Jets free agents. We talked about it a little bit. We talked about Becton. We talked about Cobb and stuff. Like, do you, I mean, I don't even know. Like, are you, do you want to see Cobb back? Um, we know that Lazard's coming back regardless. We have the two special team, we have three special teams guys that are on top of my list with Morstead, with Greg DeLeg, and with Justin Hardy. Our, our entire special team is, is a free agent. That's scary. Yeah, that's scary. So I, I just I don't know what the Jets are going to prioritize. Of course, we know about Bryce Huff, which I personally think is going to be a franchise tag. What do you? Are there any the place of Carl Lawson salary? I think so. I really think so. I also think Justin Jefferson is going to come. Uh, Quentin Jefferson. Quentin Jefferson will come back. Um, he'll get over his injury. So just to wrap it up, like from just to make it a little clearer here, I believe that Ashton Davis is going to come back. Also special teams, Justin Hardy, special teams, Thomas Morstead, special teams, and Greg DeLeg, special teams. That's four special teams additions, which I think is a lot. But I do think those are all going to come back. I do believe that Bryce Huff will be back on a franchise tag. But then that still leaves Greg Quentin Jefferson. That still leaves Jordan Whitehead. I think Whitehead will be back. I think Whitehead. That means, uh, like, do we even have room anymore for more? Like, Connor McGovern's not going to come back with his broken kneecap. Yaboa is finally a free agent here. He's probably not going to come back. Are we signing all these guys? Dwayne Brown. Oh, Carl Lawson's gone. Dwayne Brown's gone. I think Chuck Clark's gone. It was nice to know him for a preseason. He can come back for like a, like a, a min. A, he was already making like a mil. He made five this year. Was it actually five on our books, or was it five? To, uh, something like that. But yeah, it wasn't a lot. Yeah, but yeah. I think, I think Baltimore paid most of his uh, his money, 
And for us, it was only like a million or something. But either, either way, way he made five. Much. To go to the guy yeah. and be like, yeah, we'll give you a one or two. Dude, uh, he'll be like, well, we'll make five somewhere else. Yeah. He doesn't care where the money comes from. Um, so like, again, those three guys are gone. Then Whitehead was five million. Okay. We'll sign him. Bryce Huff probably going to be in that 12 to 15 million range. Okay. It still gives us 10 million to play with. And yeah, we, we have to sign these guys. They were already on our books. Like, so who do you think, who do you think is, could you, let's go through the, your priority one through five. Bryce Huff one, Jordan Whitehead two, uh, the punter Morstead three. Ashton Davis, four. Greg Zerline, five. That's it. Man, it's going to be a tough offseason, man. Yeah. I'm nervous about it. So those are the guys to keep your eye on for the Jets. On the other side of town, Saquad is gone from the Giants. You heard it here first. They're not going to re-sign him. Do Do you do something crazy and bring him to his favorite team and might be advantageous for him or no? No. Stupid, right? Stupid. Too, it's just stupid. too much money. It's, it's also stupid that we signed Cook, right? I know in hindsight, but do you think it was really stupid? Like no. if, okay, so you like it. I think, I think if I was presented with the option to sign Cook, I would sign Cook 10 times out of 10. The people that are on Twitter are like, oh, we could have signed this guy. We could have signed that guy. With one week before the season start, we could have signed someone that was already signed on a roster. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, we had the money and there was a limited pool of people we could sign. Like, all the people people list, it's like, oh, we could have signed this guy. We could have signed that guy. They're already on rosters. They're already signed for the season. Yeah. Like, they just make up stuff. Like, so like Connor Goose was Cook. talking about it. And, like, I like him. But it's just like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, they got, they got, like, like he's like, oh, they could have signed... Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew's in Indianapolis <laughs> with the team and preseason to playing, getting ready for a preseason game. Like, what are you talking about? It makes no sense. These guys just make up stuff. I think they're alluding to instead of going into the season with Zach Wilson, like into the preseason, like in the camp. But I think Zach Wilson was a fine number two at camp. I still stand by on January 11th. Zach Wilson is top five. QB2s in the NFL. Sam Darnold looked incredible for San Francisco. Incredible, Greg. He was, I, I loved watching him. They do that pick uh, during the regular season. Like he was doing good, good, good through that pick. I was like, ah, oh, this is Sam. Yeah. I mean, old hat is my heart. But dude, it's just like, you know, like, like someone tweeted it out. Like, I don't know if I can bring it up here on stream if I can find it quick enough. I bookmarked it. Because it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, oh, I don't even know how to find bookmarks. I'll tell you bookmarks. Here we go. <laughs> That's how mad you got. You had to bookmark it. I had to bookmark it because I was like, I'll oh, bring it up on the show. And now, nah, I just have a list of free agents. Um, it was just like, dude, it was just like a picture from, I'm trying to think of what game it was, it was all five defenders past our offensive line chasing Zach Wilson. All of our offensive line turned around looking at Zach Wilson. And the tweet was like, Zach Wilson stinks at playing quarterback. It's like, yeah, any quarterback would stink. So imagine that Sam Darnold looks great when he's in San Francisco and has a team around him, a system around him, and he's able to do well. Like, just to think like the quarterback is the problem, I think is the one, like, one of the funniest thoughts and complete waste of breath conversations to have. Well, the thing is, man, Garrett Wilson coming out and he's saying, 
that Aaron Rodgers fixes everything kind of is contradictory to that. You know what I mean? It kind of gives that get that fuel a little bit where he's the wide receiver. He's the, he's the all pro in my eyes. And he's the one saying that Aaron Rodgers is going to come back and he fixes it. And he's been doing it in practice already. He's like, dude, even our practice runs different since he's been back. He's like, our offensive practice is amazing. It's the same offensive lineman. It's the same defense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just interesting. It, it, it's just interesting. I think some of that's like, little rose covered, rose colored glasses for, you know, Will, Garrett Wilson and stuff. There was guys that were talking when we signed Joe Flacco about, oh, Joe Flacco throws a much, a much more catchable ball. I think that was a quote from Garrett Wilson last season. Okay. Sounds good. He throws more right. ball. He might be right. He might be right. Dude, the guy stinks. The guy stunk for us, but now he goes to Cleveland and he's leading his team to a wild card to wild card playoff spot. He's resting the week before because they don't want him to get injured and he's going to go make a nice playoff run here for the Cleveland Browns. But on our team, he stinks. You know why? Because our team stinks. The offensive line stinks. The, the, the coaches stink. The offensive line coach stinks. Like, Aaron Rodgers makes up for a lot of people stinking. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you can get Aaron Rodgers on every team, yeah, then yes, it, it would make up for everything. But there's not a lot of Aaron Rodgers to go around. Like you're going to have to play with the mediocre quarterback. You're right. Breaking news here. We're talking about Bill Belichick on the Bill Belichick episode. Looks like Gerard Mayo is going to be the head coach of New England. Great. That's huge. at least it's, at least it's not Braves. Yeah, I am happy that's not Braves. I hope the Braves not does not become the DC. Um, I'm okay with Gerard Mayo. I yeah. am officially no longer worried about New England. I'm officially no longer worried about our division. Miami falls apart at the end of every year. They're a great regular season team. They remind me of the Warriors a little bit, but the Warriors they win in the, in, in, and so the, maybe like the like the old school fast Suns, like the Steve Nash Suns. That's the actually they remind me of the Celtics. Like yeah, they're good every season, and then they just stink in the playoffs. So they just they can't get it done. Yeah, but they're so fast paced. You know what I mean? Like they do. Yeah. I really like the Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, Sean Marion Suns. Yeah, where they're just killing. They're school. They're not. They're seven second offense. They're breaking all these records, and then they go to the first round. Everyone's hurt, and they get swept. Like that. That that's what that's what the Miami Dolphins remind me. I'm not worried about them. Bills suck. Like they're they're they are paper thin. Their defense is all going away after this year anyway. Team is a mess. Coach invoking 9/11 during camp. He's a weirdo. And then now we have New England. I mean, this this division is is here for the taking, man. Dude, again, if you look around, the, like everyone's so quick to get rid of Robert Sala. I would take Robert Sala over any of the coaches in our division right now, ten times out of ten. Like, I don't know if that's a crazy statement or not, but. I don't want Mike McDaniel. I don't want Brian Dable, or not Brian Dable, uh, coach in Buffalo. And I definitely don't want Gerard Mayo. He's never coached a team. Yeah, I'm good with it. So we've officially hit the offseason. This is where the Jets win. This is where the Jets mm. fans win. I am excited about it. It's crazy. We crushed the offseason last season. Crushed it. We crushed it last offseason. <laughs> and this is the time where we're say, oh, oh, you see, nobody wins the, the Super Bowl in the offseason. Yo, I don't give a damn what you say. This is my Super Bowl. We are here. I can't yeah. wait for the Senior Bowl. I can't wait to scout everyone for the, for the number 10th pick. I can't wait to find players like Sam Laporta to tell you how great it's going to be to never draft him. I can't wait to find players like Creed Humphrey and Linderbaum and say, oh, they're going to be great. And then everyone tells me I'm so dumb and 
for wanting to draft someone like Kyle Hamilton, and then they end up being the best players in the league. And then it's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you're just screaming at me last year, like one year ago today. Um, anyway, I'm so excited about that. This is, a, this, is, this is my best time. And Greg, this is a good time to maybe announce. Sure. That our episode, our, uh, our podcast name will be changing. Uh, won't be Knicks, Jets, et cetera anymore. Uh, we'll be coming out with a new name. Obviously, we haven't been doing Knicks content. Greg does not like the Knicks, does not like basketball. I like Shame the Knicks. Him. Ish. Don't like basketball. <laughs> Knicks ish. Shout out to that pod. Yep. We'll get into some Knicks talking a bit here, but yeah, it's, you, we haven't been doing Knicks yet, et cetera. We're just going to be a, a Jets centered podcast. If you want Knicks stuff, I would hit up, uh, Knicks media with, um, Richie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been working on the Knicks stuff. Um, but yeah, let's just talk Knicks real quick here, Greg. Real quick, real sure. quick. For one last time for, for old, you know, old time's sake. For old time's sake on the Knicks Jets, et cetera podcast. So. They did the trade. RJ gone. Poison pill contract. Very happy he's gone. Don't care that he hasn't missed a shot in Toronto. Good for him. I'm honestly happy for him. IQ leaving. Sad. But he was on the Jalen Brunson Maverick situation where we didn't extend him. Now he wants too much money and he wants playing time. And we're just not willing to give it to him. Does yep. Dallas regret not getting, does Dallas regret getting rid of Brunson? Of course. Will the Knicks regret getting rid of IQ? Of course. I, I agree. I'm just hoping that the OG situation just changing th- just changes things up. Not only from the starting lineup standpoint, where we're clearly a better team now in the starting five with RJ gone, right? He, now we have a defender who can guard every single best player on the opposing team, especially in the East. We have someone who can guard Tatum for the first time in our life. We have someone who can guard Giannis for the first time in our life. We have someone who can actually guard Embiid. OG plays Embiid sometimes on pick and rolls for the first time in our life. Like that changes everything in the East for us. It just does. So it's been amazing. On the back end, I love Manu quickly. He wrote a great article in Players Tribune, been one of my favorite players since we drafted him, Kentucky, the whole deal. However, when he gets off the bench, a la Jamal Crawford, a la Jordan Clarkson, the top six men of our lifetime, top six men, which IQ is one of those guys. They control the ball. They need the ball. They need to shoot a lot. They need minutes. It just wasn't happening here because Brunson plays 30 minutes a game, right? And then we our bench, you see how clunky it was. You see people like Quentin Grimes who had a, a fantastic offseason like with J.J. Redick, and you could see that move, bounce back, step, shot. That's from J.J. Redick. And now he's been killing it with that shot. And you see in the first 15 games of the season come out saying, bro, it sucks playing this on this team. I'm paraphrasing that part. But the reason was because every time you miss a shot, he was saying, he's like, yo, I got to look at the bench because I'm about to sit down. And I've been there. I've been there playing on like teams, you know, myself. And it's like, you come off the bench. They're expecting you, the three point shooter. You go and you miss one shot. It's like, oh, you're here to do one job. You miss like, and then you miss two. God forbid it's over. You're done for yep. the whole game. And so that rhythm has changed since IQ is gone. You have Grimes, very comfortable in his own spot. We have DiFingenzo, very comfortable starting now because you know he's not going to leave, right? We have the ball moving around. We have unselfishness because nobody's fighting for point. Nobody's fighting for box score anymore because they're comfortable in their role, right? You fight for box score when you're not comfortable in your role. Yep. And that's why I think the Knicks are cohesion now. What we're, we have McBride, who is now a real player now, got even got an extension because IQ left, right? Things are coming. What the Knicks need, in my opinion, backup center, 
that is expiring end of this year because we have to pay Hart at the end of the year, and he's having a fantastic year. Also, Mitch might come back, hopefully, end of the season. And we need... I don't think we need... We want... We want a backup point guard just in case Brunson eh, tweaks an ankle in the playoffs like we see, and McBride maybe just isn't it in the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, it's, it's, it's over. Like, through the whole season in the trash. So that's why, like, a Tyus Jones is intriguing. I was going to say, who's your boy in Memphis that you, you always bring yeah. up? Yeah, he's, he's, he's in Washington. Ty Jones. Okay. Maybe that's maybe that's Alec Burks out in Detroit. But we yeah. love Detroit. We love Alec Burks. We we have Detroit's first round pick that we can give it back, right? So they can do their own whatever trades with them. Like this, this, those Drummond from the from the Bulls to get be our center role. Uh, the guy from the Magic, uh, from the Wizards. Um, Wait, we got Detroit name? first overall center. pick. Detroit first. No, we have we have a we have a protected Detroit first oh. round pick. NBA, and so, I hate the NBA picks. So they have to be outside the top 10. And they're yeah. never going to be outside the top it's 10. It's never going to happen, yeah. Unless the lottery really blesses us. But the lottery only gives us five spots. You only have a five-spot yeah. buffer. So we're not getting it. So just give it back to them. Let them be able to control their draft picks. Because basically every time it pushes, they can no longer trade draft picks. But I don't yep. know, Detroit really trading? You know, who knows? But that's what I would do, man. That, that, that's my answer. Knicks are undefeated right now in 2024. We're 4-0. Doesn't look that great when you say, "Oh, look, the Boston Celtics haven't lost a game at home the whole year, so it's not really that impressive." But it's the Boston Celtics, it's the New York Knicks, and it's the rest of the Eastern Conference. That includes the Bucks, that includes the 76ers, that includes the Pacers, that includes the Heat. In my opinion, again, I'm a crazy Knicks fan. I got the seasons. I'm always there. So, Greg, what's your opinion on the Knicks trade? What's your opinion on the Knicks season? What's your opinion on the Knicks outlook? Like right now we're about to play Dallas with no Luca, we're about to play Memphis with no Ja and and Marcus Smart, and then we're about to play Magic to seemingly like hold down the, the third spot, like in the East. Like I'm about to get irrational up in here. If we're not yeah. losing if, if if the Knicks were undefeated at home in the garden, Greg, I like I, people would have to mute me. <laughs> like I'd have to be I'd have to wear like those spit masks that the cops put on you. If, yeah, if, I mean if, we, we talked about it. We talked about it um you know, the Knicks to win the East plus sixteen hundred, plus eighteen hundred on some uh sports books, so I like that. Um you know, I think it's still a little early after the OG trade. It's looked good so far, but let's see how this goes, you know, through the rest of January. I know that we've started out this year hot, it's eleven days in. I know we're projected to win the next eighteen games, but you know how projections go. <laughs> Shout out ESPN, ninety nine ESPN and their stats. Um I'm interested. I'm interested to see how it goes, man. Like, I hated Julius Randle. I still hate Julius Randle. I feel like I'll ever, forever hate Julius Randle. Oh. Keep Jalen Brunson protected. Keep J- Jalen Brunson paid. I'm happy that we figured out this rotation. I'm happy that OG's playing well. I'm happy that OG puts in effort that Julius Randle seems like he'll never, ever put in. So, has he has to live with it. It's a trade, man. And the, you know what they say? The defense is infectious. And shout out Walt Frazier. Mm-hmm. He's been, he's, I miss he's, him. I miss him calling games. He's back. I know. I just miss why well, I don't watch yeah. the games anymore. Oh, yeah. He's back. He I'm took off. Too angry. I get too angry hiding. watching Julius Randle just do stupid stuff. Come back, baby. Come back. Julius Randle yeah. hasn't been shooting threes. He's been bullying people in the paint. No more spin moves, turnovers, or at least not many. I'm watching a guy that would that plays the game with the same level of effort as LeBron, who's absolutely won nothing and accomplished nothing in the NBA. That's honestly not a bad comparison. Yeah, 
He does play he like LeBron. He plays with the same effort and same intensity as LeBron James, and he's done absolutely zero at the NBA level. He's done yeah. less at the college level. Not bad, Greg. Not bad. I know ball. Opinion, I know. I know basketball. I just don't like it because it's just I hate watching him on the court. I hate watching this. I love if I could if they could just block out Julius Randle on the TV while the game was played. I would watch every Knicks game. I love Jalen Brunson. I love what this team's doing. I don't really like Tibbs, but it seems to be working. The problem is, Greg. Forget even how the Knicks replace somebody like Julius Randle. There's like eight teams in the NBA that I think would go over the hump if they traded for Julius Randle. Like if OKC trades for Julius Randle, they're going to the NBA Finals. Without a doubt in my mind. If you replace Woodward with Julius Randle, all of a sudden you're going to the championship. Like I, I, I honestly believe that. You take Julius Randle and put him on the Nets, the Nets all of a sudden are a playoff team. Like I, 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 like there's certain – like you take Julius Randle and you put him on the Lakers, they're going to the finals. If you put him on the Suns, they're going to the finals. Like that's that's my cra- and I agree with you. It could be frustrating, right? I've lived the Julius Randle experience, all the ups and downs. True roller coaster, true roller coaster seasons. But man, you give him a point guard and Jul- and Jalen Brunson, you see what he did. You give him now a small forward that can guard the best player on the team, and now it doesn't have to be Randall to guard the best player. Like, you're asking him to do things that he can't do. You're asking him to guard that. It's just like the, you're asking him to guard LeBron. It's just him like walking around on the court. Yeah, it's just him you're asking not to guard LeBron. for balls. It's he's just pissed. Him. He's annoying. He's annoying because he's annoyed. He's annoyed. Well, fuck up yeah. though. Like that's yeah. what drives me crazy. Like yeah. you're yeah. acting like you're seven. Yeah. You're acting like a seven-year-old. Like grow up, dude. Yes, you're angry. Yes, you're upset. You also get paid millions and millions of dollars to pay a ch- to play a child's game. Be upset all you want off the court. Because when you're on the court, just play with a little bit of effort. Play with a little bit of energy. One time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it's, you. It's just too frustrating to watch. I'll be back for the playoffs. I'll be ready to go. I hope they're I'm in Randall there. I hope Hive. Well. I'm Randall Hive, man. I'm Randall Hive. I'm Brunson Hive. I really we'll love say, this we'll say about team. the OG trade. I, I said that, you know, it's 11 days. Let's see how it goes, blah, 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 all stuff. I'm happy we did not give up first round picks. You and I had this conversation. I got a little passionate about it. I'm not sure if it was on the podcast or off the podcast. Stop trading first round picks. The Knicks, I think, are the only team that I have that draft pretty well in the first round. So stop giving those opportunities away. Keep drafting first round picks. It sucks with the NBA first round picks because they're always protected and they always don't vest and they don't convert or whatever the terms are in the NBA. <laughs> So it's like, okay, it's like we're trading for first round picks. We're getting, we have nine first round picks over the next five years, but we don't actually get to pick any of them. It's like, yeah. what are we doing here? That's why I want to give away the Detroit pick back because when it's going to turn into two seconds eventually. Yeah. You know, but still, I, I'm happy that we were able to pull off the OG trade without giving up a first round pick. We're holding that all in for the superstar in the offseason. It's just going to, it's just eventually, eventually we're going to make that stupid trade, Greg. We'll get yeah. there when we get there, but that, that's what it's whole holding for. And I hope Julius Randle's a part of it. That's it. Listen, man, the only thing I'm going to keep saying in my head is Carmelo Anthony candidly said with Mero, Donovan Mitchell and Julius Randle can't be on the same team. He was very clear. Yeah. Like, it was very clear. I don't know what the reason is. I'm sure he didn't want to say it. I'm sure he he said it very simply. There's no Randle and and Mitchell, so we'll see. I don't think the Knicks need uh, Donovan Mitchell right now. No, I think the Knicks need a backup center. 
And I think the Knicks will go to the Eastern Conference Finals. So that's where I'm at right now. Call if me the crazy. Knicks traded for Randall and a ton Dude. of picks for a center center, an Embiid type. Could the Knicks make a run with Embiid, OG, and Brunson? Listen, Greg, there's nobody on planet Earth that would understand how I feel about Joel Embiid more than you. He is always injured. Yeah. Oh, Greg, he's he's already about sure. to be disqualified from the MVP race this year. It's not even yeah. the All-Star break. He's about to be disqualified for not playing enough games. No, it's not true. It's like trade. if if he play if he's healthy, he's in the MVP vote. Great. And that happens once every four seasons. He's not gonna make it in the playoffs. Even yeah. in the MVP season, he was hurt in the playoffs. No, you're right. I don't want Joel Embiid. I put it on my forehead. I do not want Joel Embiid. He is injured. He yep. like that's gonna be that's why I think we're gonna get him. That's the guy the Knicks get, Greg. We're an hour into this. We'll, you know, we'll close this off. But that's the guy the, 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 the Knicks get. The Knicks get Joel Embiid with his broken knee because he's friends with Leon Rose and he used to be an MVP and he's never accomplished anything. I don't want him. I don't, I do not want Zach Levine. I do not want Carl uh, Anthony Towns. I do, oh. like, I do not want Joel Embiid. God, Those three no. players, I do not want anything to do with. You're going to tell me Devin Booker? I'm picking up the phone. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna talk to me about Paul George. I'll pick up the phone. Paul George is about to get re-extended in in the Clippers land too. So forget mm. about him. Your boy Kawhi did. I saw that. That's unfortunate. Unfortunate. But you know what? We got OG, so it's over. Yeah. Like like OG is the spot there. So yeah. OG's gonna extend, and he's good. That's it. I don't need. I don't need to just shove players on my team because I like them. That's it. Small forward is done. Paul yep. George, we don't need him. Kawhi, we don't need him. It's good. Shooting guard. I like our shooting guards. You gonna tell me Donovan Mitchell? I'll think about it. Booker, 100% calling. That's who we're talking about. You want to yeah. give me DeRozan for, I don't really want DeRozan. I'd rather have DiVincenzo and Grimes kind of play D and, and work. Yeah. It's true. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's they're, why cool with, they're cool with Brunson and it all works and they're not screwing anything up. Like, yeah, that's cool. That, that's worth just waiting gold. DeRozan's going to freak out if he plays 15 minutes a game. Yeah. He'll have a heart attack. The same way that Josh Hart had a heart attack when he showed up to the Knicks. He's like, what do you mean I'm playing on the bench? I've been starting for eight years, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, you're on the bench and he was, Pissed about it and now he's fine, right? Because RJ's gone and now he can play. Dude, it all has to work out. So this superstar talk for the Knicks, it's illogical. The only person I'm trading Randall for is Jaron Jackson Jr. That's the only player in the NBA right now that you're like, uh, tr- you have to trade Randall. You have to. Like, it's an emergency. You have to. The only team I'm calling is, J- is, is Memphis or Jaron Jackson Jr. And it's yeah. the same player. I'm getting the same player, just better defense, whatever. That's what I'm doing. Other than that, dude, I'm not. I don't want a shooting guard. I like our shooting guards. I love our small forward. I love our point guard. I love our centers. Like, I, I, I'm good. I'm good. Like, the, the Knicks just need bench players right now. Backup center, uh, and a Burks to hold it down or tie just in case. But yo, they better be good at playing just in case. That's why I don't want Tyus Jones, Greg. I love him. I don't want him because he's like, bro, yeah. I'm on a contract year. I want 30 minutes. I'm starting for Washington. You know what I'm saying? I was only sure. backing up John Morant. Like Alec Burks could come to me like I was on the worst team in the league. I know Tibbs loves me. I'll just sit here and shut my mouth every single day until the day I'm needed and I will play 27 minutes. I'm happy I'm out of Detroit. Yeah, like that's where I'm at. All right, that wraps it up for this Jets Knicks episode, I guess, on the last Knicks Jets, et cetera, episode for us. Unless an emergency comes about. Yeah, we're taking a little break. We're reshuffling some things, updating some things, refreshing some things. And then, yeah, if something pops up, we'll be back. But then... Once we get back into the offseason stuff, we'll be back. Talk all the draft. Back for the NFL draft. All that stuff, yeah. NFL draft, we're going to be back. Yeah. Uh, with before that to do some draft stuff uh, under a new name. So look out for that. Love you guys. Um, 
I guess hit us up on this YouTube. I'm pretty sure we're gonna keep the same RSS feed uh, for for the Jets on, on this yes. one. So um, hit your notification button so you know when when it comes up. And that's about it. We'll be active on uh, Twitter and stuff. On the X. That's about yep. it. Yep. Winning P Weekly on there. Jay Maliko on there. Knicks Jets etc. on there for now. Yeah. We'll still be doing our Winning Picks Weekly episodes. Yes. Peace out. Let's go Jets. J E T S. Jets. 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 And we out. Let's go 2024.